Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mental Wellness Mondays, a podcast by Two Broke Twimbos that focuses on your mental wellness, your mental well-being. We have partnered together with Wired to Love and Thrive, and that's why we have Dr. Nyarai Paweni with us, your favorite and mine. Uh, but also, we are happy to invite different speakers on. So before we introduce our speaker, we just wanted to quickly uh, shout out our sponsor, a uh, big shout out and a thank you to Bon V Medical Aid Scheme, our sponsor for Mental Wellness Mondays. Uh, we are happy to have partnered with them. And they are a medical aid scheme that cares about not just your physical health, but also your mental health. So if you want to find out about which plans they offer, including plans that uh, help you out with uh, psychiatric treatment where it's needed, you can head on over to a landing page that we created on our website, twobroketwimbles.com forward slash Bon V. That's B-O-N-V-I-E, French for good life. Or you can check them out on social media, facebook.com forward slash Bon V Medical Aid Scheme or on Twitter at Bon V Medical. And you can find out more information. Another way to contact them uh, is if you want to get in touch directly via WhatsApp, you can hit them up on 0787-060-037 and you'll be speaking to Varaidzo on there. So thank you very much to Bon V for sponsoring Mental Wellness Mondays. Yes, yes. Thank you, Dan. And today we are joined by another illustrious and prestigious guest, none other than Dr. Sacrifice Chiritsa, who's a specialist psychiatrist whose greatest desire and purpose is helping people to succeed with experience and knowledge in a multi, oh, that's a big word, multifarious three-dimensional perspective. You see, Dan, our guests, even their bios, they just leave us perplexed. Um, he's got a perspective on life, business, and family with a dedication to excel, mental business, and entrepreneur, entrepreneurial enthusiasts. And he's also the Secretary General for the Zimbabwe Medical Association and a certified life and business coach. Wow. Dr. Bernie, Dr. where do you find these individuals with these just evergreen list of, of accolades? And, I know. And, yeah. and we have and, to say. And they're here <laughs> locally. <laughs> Whatever lies you had to tell them to persuade them to take time out of their busy schedules to sit with us, we appreciate you, Dr. Nyare. Anytime. <laughs> Dr. Sacrifice. Dr. Do we call you Dr. Chirisa? You know what? We'll just call you Doc, if that's okay. Even or even sacrifice. It ah, no, no. I, you know, with all those degrees, ah, that feels disrespectful. You know, I'm sorry. So like, ah. hey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. Um Pardon my ignorance, but uh, is there a difference between a specialist psychiatrist and just psychiatrist? Not really. So in our monoclature in, uh, in, in, in Zimbabwe, uh, when you're a medical doctor, you can either be a general a practitioner or you can be a specialist. Now, in that world of, of, of specialists, there are different specialties. So I then went on to uh, specialize in psychiatry. Uh, you can go and specialize in neurosurgery, uh, neuropsychiatry, uh, uh, sorry, um, uh, you can become a physician, a gynecologist, and an anesthetist, a pediatrician. So those are specialist doctors. So when you say I'm a specialist, then you then have to tell us which specialty you have specialized. So um, there is a, so that's the difference. Ah, excellent. Okay. That's, that makes sense. All right. Well, thank you very much for sitting with us. Now, just so you know what our podcast is about as well, and uh, even though we did speak a little bit off mic, just to give context to our listeners, we, we enjoy uh, looking for practical ways of helping our audience now listeners work on their mental well-being and their mental health. Uh, and also, we try to encourage them to actually see specialists and see therapists wherever it's necessary. So we are looking forward to hearing some of your insights. Uh, um, do, you, do you see... Uh, do you see patients, uh, like walk-in patients, or uh, are they normally um, 
uh, referred to you from other doctors? So um, it depends. So if you are cash patients, you can just walk in and pay your cash. But if you are on medical aid, uh, you need to be referred. Uh, uh, you cannot self-refer to a specialist. Medical aids, they do not pay. And also it's important uh, for to ensure that there's uh, no abuse of uh, medical aid funds. So if you're on medical aid, you need to be referred, uh, but you can you can walk in and uh, we'll be able to see. Uh, and, and okay, so in your bio, it specifically mentioned like helping people to succeed. Um, in brief, can you give us an outline of how you help your clients or your patients to succeed in their lives? So one of the things um, that has happened is that I will tell you a, a, a short story about myself. Um, there was a time when I had um, uh, serious problems. And one of the problems that we had was uh, drugs and alcohol problems, especially during the time when I was much younger in my days of, of college and just after college. And during that time, I lost two friends of mine, one who shot himself with a shotgun and the other one who died from an overdose. And that's when I had to take time to reflect and say, is, that, is this the path that I want? And it was really a watershed moment for me. And... Um, and I then realized that uh, there are a lot of people that do not know what to do. And, uh, and I was at the bottom of, uh, of, of my life at that time. I can definitely say that I was probably depressed from hindsight and, uh, and, and knowledge. I, I, I went into depression. I, I, I went through um, uh, a divorce. It was in, early, in the early years of my, of my life. And I was there and I was just thinking to myself, I have got uh, one of the powerful degrees. I was a medical doctor, but I was failing in life. And I asked myself why. Then I realized that there are things that you are never taught at school. You can be academically gifted, but yet you fail in life. So my, I then got my life purpose and say from this moment, you know, after going through a journey and years of self-discovery, uh, I then decided to to really help as many people as I can to 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 succeed in their life, not just academically, but also socially, psychologically, and financially. Because all these things, uh, you know, in the dimensions of wellness, these are things that we ignore. But if you look at the definition of health, health it talks about your physical your psychological and social well-being and not just the absence of disease and so so that's what i, I i'm now focusing on and, and and doing with a passion okay so in brief um practically how do you help um these individuals if they come to you let's say this, let's say this, let's, let's come to the there's a guy called daniel danielson and Danielson is struggling with life. You know, he's, he's failing at his job. He's not reaching his life goals. He, he has a poor work ethic. He comes to interviews late. Um, and he comes to you and he's like, hey, doc, I'm struggling. I need to improve in life. How can you help me? How would you, what protocols would you use to get him on the right track? So uh, the first thing that I, I normally do is to do what I call a self-analysis. I help that person go through a self-analysis so that they can look at, uh, at where they are. And usually I use what is called the wheel of life. 
And the wheel of life just has, uh, you know, different dimensions. This is where you are looking at your health. You are looking uh, at your psychology. You are looking at your physical health. You're looking at your academic life. You're looking at uh, your uh, financial, your spirituality. And then I say, rate yourself from uh, a scale of zero to 10, where zero is uh, at your minimum, you are at your lowest, and 10 is at your best. And the person usually then rates themselves. And what we then do is that when you plot that graph, the wheel of life, uh, it, it, it will produce a shape. And that shape is really uh, the shape of your will. Uh, and, and I then say that if you would take the shape that you would have uh, created when you join those points, because if it's if everything is kicking and is a 10, then it's a perfect circle and it's a perfect wheel. And I say that if you put this, if you were a car and you were a Mercedes-Benz, but we give you this type of wheels, where would you go? And so, and, and what I have seen is that an, if, uh, an introspection, which is honest, where somebody judges themselves, they are not being judged by the world, they're not being judged by others, but they are looking at themselves and, uh, and grading themselves. And so from there also, you will realize that somebody might actually be struggling in life, but is very good academically, might have a PhD, but they are struggling financially. They are struggling in their family and social life. So it then also gives you the areas that you need to focus on. So it, it becomes so glaring and so easy. So that's how you sort of like uh, uh, then work it out. So first introspection, where are we? And you grade yourself. And from that, you are then able to look and say, look, which areas am I lagging behind? Where do I want to be? So you then start to say, what are my goals? What are my spiritual? The same dimensions. What are my spiritual goals? What are my social goals? What are my family goals? What are my uh, financial goals? What are my academic goals? So you then say, so look, I'm not there yet, but that's where I want to go. And then you say, okay, fine. Now I know where I am. I know where I want to go. And, the, and then the next thing is, how do I get there? So we then start to put specific action plans and say, look, uh, how do I get uh, academically, how do I achieve a master's in the next four years? So I need to register. I need to look for the master's. I need to look for, for the place. I need to start getting the books. How do I get my marriage to kick and, 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 and bring back the joy? I might have to speak to my spouse. I might have to go for marriage counseling. I have to read books about marriage. I have to start going out, start giving your time, learn about the love languages. Uh, you know, uh, how can I move my money? Maybe uh, I need to invest in myself. I need to get another skill. I need to, to learn how to manage finance. I need to learn how to budget. So you then go to specific action steps that one needs to take for you to get there. And that's the bridge between where one is and where one wants to be, that action plan. But you don't just come up with action plans. It's a systematic way of reviewing things. And that's just what I, and my job is to take you through that journey. Because sometimes, uh, you know, when you are walking alone uh, and you, you don't see everybody has got blind spots, you cannot see what is at the back of your head right now, but there's something which is there. But your, uh, uh, somebody else can see that. So my job is to help you to reflect and to make you answer hard questions that you might have never asked yourself. 
and so that you can really uh, uh, take time and dive into your own pains and and we look at your own pains your own insecurities your own uh, fears uh, things that are not in your conscious mind but things that are right down in your unconscious mind things that maybe would have started while you were still a child so one of the things that i normally do is take people from a journey from from their childhood right up to where they are no matter how old they are i then look at the the pain points and what what i call the timeline and say what are the stressors that they experienced in their lifetime as they grew because i had uh, a, a lady who who um ended up being um uh, uh having depression at the age of 57. she had kids she had everything she had a house but what caused her to be depressed was that she was abused when she was seven and she had never uh, 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 dealt with the issues she had never brought it to closure and at 57 that thing hit her and she went into depression you know so all your life you are, you are experiencing things you know you're experiencing the world uh you know and all those things have got an impact uh in your uh, in how you feel in how your emotions act and you learn behavior you you copy you learn you model and 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 so you are a whole compassion of all these influences that are influencing your behavior and how you're feeling mm, mm. so um you you just gave an example of 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 a woman who was depressed at 57 um without obviously divulging too much um information about your patient how would you then help her address and overcome her depression and then get her life back on track so when now so when you're dealing with that that dimension is the dimension of health and within the health dimension you are now specifically looking at psychological health um and so 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 one of the things that you then look at and say look uh, i have to make the correct diagnosis so if I have met the correct diagnosis, whether it's I've, I've diagnosed a depression or anxiety, then I have to choose as a therapist and as a psychiatrist, the modalities on how to help. And in this country, we are, look, we are mainly looking at two modalities. Either I use pharmacotherapy, which is medication, pills. And so I can put this lady on medication and she can actually get better on medication. The efficacy of, of antidepressants on depression is as high as 79% remission over a, a six weeks to, to three months. But also there are other modalities which I can use, which are non-drug, uh, non uh, I would say, and I can use psychotherapy. And within that scope of psychotherapy, there are many different types of psychotherapies that uh, that are in there. But I normally, uh, I, I'm a certified CBT uh, uh, therapist, so I usually use uh, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. It's a type of psychotherapy, and there are different types of psychotherapy, mindfulness, there's psychoanalysis. So people can actually hyper, uh, super specialize uh, and be certified within those uh, criteria. But for me, I did... Uh, 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 cognitive uh, behavioral therapy uh, because it's able uh, to help a lot of different conditions. So what I actually then do is I then usually combine the two uh, uh, therapies because it has also been seen that if you combine medication and psychotherapy, the remission is is more than when you use one, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, 
treatment modality. So I want the best for my patient. So I, I, I then do that. And sometimes when I see that there are deep-seated issues, I also then rope in, uh, you know, other uh, mental health uh, colleagues, especially psychotherapists, uh, uh, you know, psychologists, and um, and uh, occupational therapists. These are the people that I normally, depending on the needs of that, uh, of, of of the patient. So I normally uh, do, I, I team most of my patients with either with the psychotherapist, uh, with the psychologist or a uh, occupational therapy. Uh, it, I, I've seen that it brings better results in the lives and that's how we help them. Now, um, I think something that many of us have started noticing recently, it's only in recent years that the world has been paying more attention to mental health and Zimbabwe, uh, perhaps even more recently has really started getting a little bit more serious about it from um, a, a, an overview of the country uh, sitting as you are as the secretary, Gen uh, secretary general of Zima. Uh, and I believe you were even in the ministry of health at some point or still are. I'm not sure. So, so I am no longer the, uh, uh, the secretary of Zima. I was uh, in the Zima leadership for over four years. I was, once a tre uh, national treasurer for four years, then became the secretary general. I had to uh, relieve uh, those duties when I then went to become the deputy director for mental health services uh, in the Ministry of Health head uh, HQ. Uh, but I'm no longer also there. I then moved into a private organization. All right. Okay. So, but in terms of an overview of, of uh, the country's viewpoint from uh, um uh, even a ministry viewpoint or the, the medical association, um, like how seriously are we taking mental health? Um, do we have enough um, mental health practitioners in the country? And is the general public also uh, beginning to understand that there is a need to also take care of your mental health as much as your physical health? So um, one thing I can say is that as a nation, we are far away from where we need to be. As we speak, uh, there are less than 20 uh, registered psychiatrists in the whole nation, and we are losing them to other nations. I know right now, this year, we have lost two or three that are going, so maybe we are back to 15. And if I go to uh, uh, clinical, uh, cl clinical psychologists uh, that are registered, we are talking of less than six to the whole nation for a population of, of 15 people. So in terms of the numbers of our mental health clinicians, we are really in short, short supply. That's why I, uh, you know, you know, uh, uh, one of my uh, teachers and 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 this, a, a man that I celebrate, uh, Prof Chibanda, is now coming with 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 ways on on how you can deliver mental health services in a low resourced country. And what we are now doing is we are now looking at what we call task shifting, where we are able to train basic mental health skills to literally anyone. So we can train teachers. We can train pastors, we can train peers at school, we can train men, we can train literally anybody to, uh, to be able to look, especially for what we call the common, common mental uh, disorders, your anxiety, your depression, your insomnia, all those kind of uh, common things that happen so uh, widespread, but are being missed. And, and so, so, so as a nation, I'll go back to that. The, our investment into mental health leaves a lot to be desired. The budget, when it comes to 
uh, 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 mental health budget, it's very low. And uh, when I went in the ministry, it was practically non-existent. And so you cannot run for any programs, you cannot do anything. So there is really need to uh, you know, continue to lobby and to raise awareness. And now the COVID, when COVID hit, it really exposed the weaknesses within uh, most, uh, not just in Zimbabwe, but globally when it comes to mental health, because most of the issues that then came out is, is are actually mental health issues. The lockdown had mental health issues within the people that were at home, within the people that were taking care of those who were sick, within the people that were, uh, were, were ill, and even those that are recovered. For example, I'll give you a case in point. I've got a gentleman who called me from uh, a city uh, 60 kilometers away from, uh, from from Harare. And he told me that, you know what, I had COVID, I recovered from COVID, and but now I am just full of fear. I can't even drive my car. I can't sleep. I can't. So obviously we know that he's suffering from anxiety which was triggered by the, you know, the, the sickness that he had and all the emotions that go with it. But he doesn't know, he doesn't. So the family members were calling me, can this man be helped? Is this, are these demons? Are these, is this witchcraft? You know, and that's one of the things that it actually causes mental health issues not to be addressed because of stigma. Whether you are a Christian or a traditionalist, there's a lot of stigma when you've got a, 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 a psychological or a psychiatric condition and you bring it out. People will tell you, go and pray, um, go, go and fast, uh, uh, or you, you, it's, it's a demonic attack and, and, and things like that. And if it's, if it's in the uh, traditional, we say uh, some form of witchcraft. So the way we explain behavior is also uh, very, uh, 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 it has a lot of stigma and we need to, to be, uh, you know, to really raise awareness around it so that people can, can be helped. And I'll tell you what, this man will probably be helped by medication that less, costs less than two US dollars. But look at how he has been suffering. His family has been suffering. His wife has been suffering. His work has been suffering. And, 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 uh, and all kind of, of, of chaos of, and commotion around him, but yet it can just be treated without admission as an outpatient and just give him medication that he will take that costs less than two US dollars per month and you'll be better, you know? So my, my pain is, uh, is, is really for us to start to embrace uh, mental health, to understand that all of us, including me, including you, anybody who is listening to me uh, can uh, have mental health issues. If everybody is uh, exposed and given enough pressure, everybody has got a cracking point. Everybody has got a point where it will uh, they lose their mind. And and remember when I talked about the dimensions. So somebody will have financial pressure and go into depression, but somebody will have the same financial pressure and not go into depression. It doesn't make that person better. Because that person might go into depression if he divorces. But this person who has gone into depression because he's got no finance, if he divorces, he'll be okay. So all of us, we've got weaknesses somewhere. And when life hits you at the right point, you will get into uh, uh, psychological problems. So nobody is immune. Ladies and gentlemen, nobody is immune. There's nobody who is a superhero. All of us. If, 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 if right now everything can, could be fine. I had a, a friend of mine and he was a pastor. And uh, 
What then happened is that he was doing pretty well. He was doing pretty well. And boom, he got a diagnosis of, of diabetes mellitus. And he went into depression. And he was asking, with all, with all I'm doing, God, I'm preaching so hard. I'm helping so many people. I'm casting out devils. Why is this disease coming to me? And I have to drink and inject myself every day. He went into depression. But he thought he was strong. But that dimension was his, was his weakness. So all of us are potential. Uh, or we are patient at one point or the other. Sometimes we don't know it. And, and, and we actually need help. I believe it's time for Zimbabweans. I believe it's time for men. I believe it's time for women, for, you know, to uh, all of us to embrace mental health, to understand that it is a medical condition. It can be treated and not to wait until things are so far gone. Let's come quickly. Let's come early when you are not sleeping. When you, 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 you are feeling fearful, when you're just crying for no reason, when you've got persistent headaches, which are not ending, when you just feel drained, no energy, that's mental health right there. And, and you need help, you know. So, so you can imagine some of these things that I'm talking about, they are so common. For example, if I'll give you statistics, uh, 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 anxiety is really the most common mental uh, health disorder. It's as common as 30% of all people, which means a room with 100 people, 30% have got anxiety. Among 10 people, three have got anxiety. You know, And when you talk about depression, uh, in women, it's as high as 20%. And in men, it's as high as 10%. So when you are watching your Liverpool game, when you are in that bar, I can bet you somebody right there is suffering well, from well, mental health. Why are you signaling you know, out Liverpool uh, though? Like why, why Liverpool? Yeah, I mean, sorry. I, mean, honestly, I feel if like you're watching Liverpool. Chances are, yeah, you know, honestly. Oh, Arsenal, Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you're watching an Arsenal game, then it's seventy percent. <laughs> you know what, Doc? You know we've been we've been saying yes. for so long to people what we've been preaching on this podcast is. You have to see a therapist, go and see a psychiatrist, go like, you know, whatever you need, go and see someone. But just hearing the numbers, I, I, I didn't have an idea that it was that low. 15 to 20 people in the whole country. That's, that's in itself. It's also in itself. It's depressing to hear that. Um, so I think, you know, some of these uh, low resource, um, you know, uh, plans that, that are being put in place might be something that is worth definitely looking into because, if if 30% or, or even more, I think in Zimbabwe, I'm sure it's even higher because, you know, we have our own unique challenges. If if that many people need to seek professional assistance and there's so few professional mental health uh, practitioners, I mean, the situation is quite dire. What, what else can be done? And especially in places where perhaps maybe we live in Harare, maybe we think we live, you know, Northern Harare or whatever. So we have perhaps more access. What about people who live in different places or different cities? What can they do? Before I, I answer that, I want to tell you the reason why we, uh, why we are where we are. You know, it's not only just the, uh, the financial issues, uh, you know, but it is also, you know, our belief systems that I, I, I talked about. When I decided to go and become a psychiatrist, now I told my family that I want to go and uh, study psychiatry. Now, I've got an elder brother who's also a medical doctor and he's a pediatrician. And, and so 
The family, hey, so it, it, not your, family, say, your family is doing do well, eh, Doc? Why do you want to go and be a psychiatrist? You, you, why can't you be a neurologist? Why can't you be a gynecologist? Why? What if whatever you are treating comes on? Yeah. Now you can see the uh, well, what is you understand? So, so the belief systems, even among the mental, the the the, the, the people in the medical profession, there is stigma and negativity towards yeah. mental health. So there was a sort of like a deliberate uh, stigmatization and negative approach and viewpoint uh, of, 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 of psychiatry. So anybody who wanted, uh, no, nobody wanted to have anything to do with psychiatry. And so it is also our duty as the uh, people in the, in the world of psychiatry, in the world of psychology, to show the world that this can be a profession and we attract people into it with clear, uh, you know, and, 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 and so that's what we are also doing to raise the profile of mental health services, to raise the profile of that you can actually be a mental health specialist and help do a lot of good and also, uh, uh, you, know, you know, have a decent life. Now, coming back to your question, what we need to do in all these areas, what we have, I still remember when I was uh, uh, the, 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 the deputy director, we used to go into the districts and what we did is we then trained every district or in, in all the 51 districts in, 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 uh, in uh, and so we put a trained personnel in the district hospitals. We put a, a trained personnel uh, within the, um, provinces and we we wanted and we were going right down to the village health worker that that, that village health worker that that sekuru in the village can actually be trained to offer a minimum uh but yet effective mental health and even to identify and so it becomes very important to then train people that are already within the uh, structures that are already helping people downstream so we can help we can they can be taught um, and what actually caused that program not to roll out uh, as widely as we would want is obviously funding because you need fuel to go there. You are going to have to gather people. You are going to have to bring them. You are going to have to give them tools and all that takes money. So what we need is funding in terms of strategy of how we can spread, uh, you know, ment uh, mental health uh, provision across even uh, 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 um poor communities or low communities, those who cannot even pay, there are strategies, we've got what it takes, but we need uh, the funding. And that's where the, the biggest point is. You might have the answer, but sometimes if you don't. So at the moment, we are doing what we can. We are, we are, we are, we are fully stressed. We are doing what we can and, uh, and helping one person at a time. Mm. So um, you, you mentioned earlier like CBT tools like the Wheel of Life. Um, as someone who's been in therapy, I'm familiar with those. And there's, there's also a bunch of other worksheets like the hot cross bar and, and like um, analyzing thoughts and the seven stages of a thought process and so forth. And these resources are widely available online. If you are saying that access to healthcare is so limited in this country right now, would you advise people to seek out um, online resources that provide these tools or do they need to engage with them with the guidance of a mental health professional first? So one thing for sure, uh, studies have shown that uh, mental health 
uh, uh, you know, tools online or even therapy online actually works and can actually produce results. Okay, so obviously every modality has got its own limitations. There is no, uh, you know, one size fits all. You know, there are some people that will need to be seen physically. There are some people that will need the expert, but most of the common mental health disorders. Remember, uh, you know, I usually uh, divide mental health disorders into two main broad groups, are uh, the common ones and uh, the major ones. So the, the common ones are the ones that you experience, but you might continue to be functioning. You continue to, to go to work, you continue to raise your family. Then the major ones, when they're okay, they disturb everything. You understand what I'm saying? Your life changes and it disturbs and you, people have to bring you. So these are the people that we normally see in the uh, psychiatric units, uh, you know, or schizophrenia, bipolar, and things. These are what we call major uh, mental disorders because when they come and 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 uh, uh, their symptoms, they are so major, they cause a huge shift in somebody's life. But most of the mental health disorders, they are settled. A person will continue probably coming to work or, or, or doing whatever they are doing, but they are suffering inside. They are suffering inside. So, so some of the tools will be able to help people to just identify and score themselves. So somebody can actually do a suicide risk assessment online. And then when they do that suicide risk, they can actually assess whether their, their suicidal risk is high or low. And if it's low, then they can seek help. Or somebody can actually do a, a, what you call, for example, an audit, which is um, a tool that looks for alcohol use disorders, okay? Or assist a tool that looks for uh, at, uh, substances, uh, you know, motoriros and all those things put together. So you can actually put it online and somebody can actually do that on their own they get the score, the score will then direct them what they need to do and where they need to go, you know. So not everybody needs to be seen by a psychiatrist, no. Some people can actually be seen by nurses. We, I still remember we actually trained nurses like WHO uh, has got uh, what is called PH, uh, uh, um, what's, it, what's, it, what's it called, uh, H, H, PH gap, uh, M, uh, I've forgotten the name now. You know, I used to know it when I was in ministry. So where we can train nurses to identify common mental disorders from epilepsy, from uh, depression, anxiety, childhood, uh, uh, developmental problems, uh, you know, cognitive uh, uh, dysfunction, alcohol and, and, and substances, you know, they can do that because they are already seeing patients. And when they are taught, they, they know what to do. And those things, they've got clear, you know, uh, pathways of treatment, what they can treat, what they can prescribe at that level, at, at a nurse level, even before they go to the GP and to the GP level, to the specialist level. So all the tools are already there. But what's lacking is sometimes bringing those tools to a language that people can understand. We don't have those tools online in Shona. We don't have those tools uh, in line uh, in Debele or in Tonga. We don't have those tools uh, uh, because if you look at the penetration, I'm, 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 uh, you know, of, of, of social media and WhatsApp and all that, uh, you know, uh, uh, some people don't have, uh, uh, you know, smartphones. 
but we they can they've got sms based uh, you know uh we can put all those things and people can can actually measure their anxiety and there are tools that we can do so what we need is 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 people who've got a passion for mental health and then use their skills and then you know uh, uh, address the problems uh, in an appropriate way uh, uh you know to the appropriate people because you can put all the things online and only the people in Borodo who have got Wi-Fi or whatever are the ones that will it's good for them but the masses also don't have and how we know that they didn't have look at what happened during covid when uh, lessons were now being done online in the locations they could not do online lessons because there was no Wi-Fi they had to do whatsapp groups to send things but we thought that everybody would have Wi-Fi, you know. So we have to bring up uh, solutions that are appropriate to our people, appropriate to this, uh, you know, uh, economic, social uh, groupings that we have, and all the, uh, the, the 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 different levels that I have. Mm, okay. Uh. Dan, I don't know if you have any further questions. I think that the doctors really covered the gamut today. Yeah, it really pushed some some very solid points. Thank you for sharing. Oh, one extra thing. Do you also know that uh, Dr. Chirisa here is a contributor to the newspaper? He writes opinion pieces on mental health. I was enjoying reading some of them when we were doing some research. But yeah, you know, thank you for sharing. This is... You, we're, we're going to take this and write our own column and pretend like it's coming from us. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> please do, please do. You know what? I really want to thank what you guys are doing. Uh, and uh, this program is so good. This is what we need. We need more of it. And uh, I, my prayer is that the audience will just grow because this is what is needed. The awareness is definitely needed. And if anytime you guys need my help, I'm available uh, on all the different topics anytime uh, when it comes to mental health it's my life it's my passion Th- thank you doc I think based on the advice you gave I think one thing that we mu- one thing we might need your help in is if you can provide us with like the templates you, you mentioned um, and then so people can do the assessments at home and then obviously if they do need further help um, we'll put your contact details there and then they can reach out to you or any other health pro- healthcare professionals if that's something you're comfortable doing I think that would be a great starting point um, just to make sure that um, these tools are accessible to everyone perfect I can do that I can do that um, I, will, I, will, I will link you with my team and they will give you what we are using. Perfect. They will give you what we are using. Thank you so much, Doc. Also, you know the doors. You, you know the doors we need to knock on to try and reach more people with this kind of content. You know, um, we are we are young people who are happy to be ambassadors for this kind of conversation about mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, the fact that you guys—it's my first time to be here, first time seeing you—and I like, you know, how you are doing it. It's, it's different. Um, and 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 and, li- and lively. So so definitely, let's uh, uh, speak and see how we can maybe, help maybe, each other. Yeah, but definitely, um, yeah, maybe, maybe we can replace Doctor Nyara even. You know, I'm just <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> yes, he, can, he can come and take the lead for some for a while. <laughs> no, no, no. You can replace us, Doctor Nyara. We can never replace you. <laughs> but thank you so much, Doctor Churis. So, I know you're very very busy. Um, and thank you for making the time to kind of have this important conversation. And it's so encouraging how passionate you are um, and how you, you you also share your life experiences. Because I think sometimes people forget that doctors also 
are humans who have these experiences. And so yeah. for you to kind of share, you know, personal um, stories, then people can really relate, you know, and that you're, you know, you're, you're the real deal and you're trying your best to just make people better, which is very exciting. No, thank you, Doc. Thank you Great. so much for inviting me. So how do people get in touch um, with you? If I listen... Oh. Look, look, look at Dr. Janet. She's already here at the game. That's exactly what I was about to ask. <laughs> so, all right. So, so, so in Arari, we run uh, three uh, uh, drug rehab, uh, rehab, rehabilitation centers, um, uh, namely the Highlands Halfway House, the Borodoo Halfway House, and Mandaramana. So, uh, all these facilities, uh, you can walk, you can literally walk in. And you can be seen, all of them have got an in-house uh, uh, psych- clinical psychologist, uh, an occupational therapist, and we are able to admit, we're able to also to see people, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, that uh, that need admission. But my rooms are on, uh, in, um, in Milton Park, 18 Cleveland uh, Avenue, um, and um, you, you you can book and we'll be able to see you. Uh, and, 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 and that road is the road which is directly opposite the main entrance of Prince Edward Road, uh, School. So that's that's um, uh, Cleveland Avenue. So that's where we are, and uh, we are we are very much available. And um, yeah. All right. Per- perfect. Perfect. And don't forget, you can follow Dr. Nirai on Twitter at Dr. Nirai at Sage R on all the social media platforms. And of course, Wired to Love and Thrive. And of course, follow us to Brooke Trimble, Danny the Guy, Phil Chard. And of course, our sponsor, Bon V Medical. Dan, take it away. Yes, thank you very much, Bon V Medical, for sponsoring this week's edition of Mental Wellness Mondays. Please show your support for Bon V as well simply by going to the landing page to brooktumbles.com forward slash Bon V and you can find out more information about the different plans available for you or you can contact Varaizo on 0787-060037 or check them out on social media. Bon V Medical Aid Scheme on Facebook, Bon V Medical on Twitter. Um, you know, so thank you very much to Bon V.